My name is Scott Challoner and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. It is a dark and cool autumn day here in the capital as you join us and I'm delighted to say that joining me on the programme today is Philippa Keith, FCIS, Managing Director of MSP Secretaries. Uh, Philippa, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure having you with us, Philippa. Now, just for those who may be tuning in that aren't familiar with yourself and your organisation, you are the leading independent provider of company secretarial and corporate services to all types of businesses operating in the UK. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yes, we don't discriminate against any type of organisation. Um, and um, just thinking about how you've sort of been in operation then. Um, you've been active since the early 1990s with yourself, of course, having been with the company around about 10 or 11 years now, if I'm correct in saying. Um, and yes, I've been, yeah, yeah sorry. And um, I can imagine that even though, of course, you must have accumulated a great deal of experience in that time, I'd imagine the last sort of 18, 19 months or so have been sort of unprecedented in terms of the scale and nature of the challenges that you faced with the COVID-19 pandemic having snuck up upon all of us. So I just want to understand, Philippa, what that's been like for you sort of from a sort of leadership point of view, sort of managing your organisation through this time, because I can imagine it has been a really, really testing period. It's been very testing. And, um, but I have to say some of it, um, there are lots of positives that have come out of it. Um, I was very, um, obviously initially it was just trying to make sure that we had, we could get everybody to work from home. And that was, you know, um, having very quickly making sure all the IT, um, was in place, um, and closing, closing the offices up, uh, making sure everything was in place so that everybody could work from home safely, um, making sure we had enough laptops. That was the initial challenge. Um, but also one of our offices has never closed because um, they counted as, I think it was, I think the technical term is essential workers because they supply payroll. But we had to make sure that everybody could work from home um, if, 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 if they wanted to. Um, and so this was, that, that was the immediate ta- challenge. And then, um, but we quickly used um, Microsoft Teams that we had never really used that much before, um, and getting everybody um, up, yeah, making sure everybody could use that, um, and that was that was obviously a bit of a challenge, change, changing how we work after being <clears throat> office based for, you know, the company's been going nearly thirty years, over thirty years, so. Um, Huge, huge challenge there, um, but te- technology made made it possible. Um, but one of the really nice things was that because um, we got four four separate offices, I was able to actually make sure I could keep in touch with everybody, uh. phone calls, um, and that was something that um, I perhaps hadn't been as good at previously. Um, but making sure because I don't always visit all of the offices. Um, our Bristol office, I don't um, visit that much, but it was very nice being able to um, talk to people um, and perhaps not just about the business, um, you know, not work, not necessarily work related, but making sure that they were, um, everybody was okay and how they were set, set up to work. Um, so that was a, that was a, a nice side of it. Um, although obviously, um, you know, very time consuming, um, getting everything 
set up. Yeah, I can imagine sort of adjusting to the technology side of things is quite difficult because you've almost had to kind of override your systems pretty much overnight to be able to (laughs) cater for remote working. And that, of course, comes with its own challenges. And sort of keeping connected, even with those technological means, also has its challenges as well, because I suppose in some ways it is a little bit more tricky, even though you can sort of drop in on Teams or call somebody at any time to sort of keep tabs on everyone from kind of almost a well-being point of view, because I suppose it's far easier to kind of pick up on certain social cues that somebody's maybe not doing quite well in terms of their headspace when you're seeing them in person within the office compared to sort of speaking to them over a Teams call. Um, You, of course, have kind of moved back into the office since uh, social restrictions have gone. Um, Is that something that you found that it's sort of a little bit easier to pick up on certain things like that? It is. Um, It has, we've had, we've we've recruited um, during the pandemic. So we've we've taken people on virtually, which Mm. was a huge challenge. And you don't know people, the team don't know them. Even, you know, even doing stuff on Microsoft Teams, is just um, not quite the same as you say. it's just the taking a break and having a chat. You do pick up on what um, what's causing people, you know, stress in their lives outside work. Um, and sometimes we can help with that. And you know, childcare issues. You know, that 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 is um, something um, that we just try and make sure everybody talks to us. Not everybody will will approach me about it, um, but we, we've managed to um, sidestep some of those. Um, and, and help people through. Um, so that, that was, yeah, not having people in the office does make it, did make it tough. Not, I suppose, gelling as a team. And I suppose that people, when they think of the workplace of the future and this new normal that everybody's talking about, there seems to be a place talked about for kind of the hybrid setup. It's not going to be entirely home working and it's not going to be entirely working from the office. So you try and get the best of both worlds. And I think it sort of demonstrates, doesn't it, that there's always going to be a place for the office environment there, isn't there? Not just, of course, for the well-being side of things, as we've sort of touched on, but also the fact that those kind of water cooler moments where you're sort of bouncing off each other in person, that's key for innovation and for progress, isn't it? Oh, it, it's, um, yes, it's so important. We, we've um, we made the decision to get everybody back into the office. So we've got everybody back in the office 100% of the time at the moment, but we've um, got a home working policy so we, we can um, have a look to what, mm. what works for people and uh, um, getting what's called the work-life balance but funnily enough I found that actually the people have enjoyed being back in the office they've enjoyed um, that little bit of socialising you say the water cooler moments um, and I think the, the junior members of staff have really appreciated um I suppose being able to learn again, you know, the informal learning, listening to their managers on the phone. Um, and those things that have been uh, been lost. But people, you know, as, as humans, we like other humans. Um, and I think the office has provided, being back in the office has provided people with that social contact, which mm. I think they've missed more than um, perhaps anticipated. Um, perhaps... Um, not many of us have missed the commute um but being back in the office um personally i think people have liked it more than they thought they were going to mm. do you um, think and, that, and we are yeah uh, carry on philippa no i was just going to say and we are just sort of working out now uh. what is the best balance going forward 
Yeah, absolutely. And you hear a lot of talk about the work-life balance when it comes to the, the homeworking side of things. But do you think that an argument for having the office there as an option is the fact that there is that more sort of definitive line between work life and home life? Because when your sort of workspace is also your living space, I suppose it can be a lot more difficult to distinguish between the two. And ultimately, you end up sort of burning yourself more because you're more than likely to, even after you finish work, to jump on your inbox, um, by, uh, your email inbox and then actually answer a query or go and do more work. Yes, I think the physical act of leaving work and, um, you know, walking to the station, getting your car, doing the, the commute bit, allows you to leave work behind and just um, sort of decompress your days. But when, when you're at home, you don't, you know, you don't get that. You don't get that sort of time to wind down. Um, so I think people have... Do a pre, you know, some people. I, I try to start going for a walk after work to try and leave it, but you, you still come back. You, you so well, I'll just check this. I'll just finish this, and um, it's not as easy um, to get the work-life balance as people perhaps think mm. when you're working from home. Yeah, it can be quite difficult, can't it? And on a sort of well-being perspective um, as well, something that we've been talking about um, often within our own organisation, the Leaders' Council over recent months, is the importance of looking after our well-being as business leaders as well. And that can become quite difficult, especially in a time of crisis such as COVID, when you're sort of in business survival mode and you're spending a lot of time sort of looking after the well-being of your staff. And then you can kind of neglect your own and sort of overburn yourself as the leader. And when people are looking to you as an example, there is a little bit of a danger in that, isn't there, in burning yourself out, sort of looking after everyone else. So I think self-care and mental well-being, I think to an extent it also has to start with you at the top, doesn't it? It does. Um, and I'm, I have to say, I don't think I was um, necessarily very good at that. Um, but um, I've noticed, obviously, you know, with staff, you know, the, the exercise classes or the, going to do something. So I'm now making sure that I do things. Um, I, I, I like being in the office early, but there's a couple of, you know, I will come in later one day um, because I, I like going for a run. So I'll go for a run before work and people know that I'm doing that. Um, and so they, they feel, well, if I can do it, it's always acceptable just to have the flexibility. Um, some people are morning, you know, like to come in early some people are late and just working around what you know what works for everybody individually but if they see me doing it um they'll ask and we can work something out and reflecting on sort of the sort of covid period so far by and large would you say there's anything that perhaps you've learned from this experience of crisis management if we call it that uh, um i've learned um what have i learned yes getting um the, for me, you know, the importance of, well, for me, it's importance of exercise. As I said, I like running, but mm -hmm. it's, um, everybody's got their own thing and making sure you have got uh, whatever it is that you like doing, um, that you, you have something um, that you find to relax you. Um, and I think that's, that's very important. Um, and talking, talking to people, I think, um, when people were just at home, some some people were on their own. Some people, you know, didn't have maybe you know younger children. It was always a struggle, but making sure you're keeping in touch was so important. And that um, actually, 
you know, it was, it was quite nice being able to have, you know, um, team meetings, having a group chat, not necessarily to discuss work, um, but the social aspect of, of, of work was uh, we finding very important. And I, I love being able to chat to people, and I've been doing that much more, um, finding out more about them, what makes them tick, and just, yeah, having a bit of a laugh. Yeah, and I think that's important, isn't it? Sort of having that kind of culture of togetherness within an organisation, because I suppose if you sort yeah. of have that, when you are in a time of crisis such as COVID and, you know, you need everybody to muck in, the chips are down and you're sort of in that business survival mode that we've kind of talked about, they'll go above and beyond for you if you've got that culture in place and you've demonstrated as a business leader that you sort of have their well-being at the forefront of your considerations. I, I hope so, because, um, you know, we've, I'm very lucky. We've got incredibly loyal staff, um, and they they just worked so hard. I mean, our, our, our payroll team, you know, have really struggled with all the extra work that furlough has. Um, that, all that's involved for our clients because all all of them have done everything differently. We we didn't furlough any staff, and I'm very pleased um, that we didn't have to. Um, but um, you know all the extra stress that that caused. Um, I, but I think they were able, um, the fact that they they all, all pulled together and helped um, is a testament to the fact that um, hopefully you know that we look after them. Yeah, certainly. And payroll professionals that you've talked about there, I suppose, rightfully so, a lot of credit goes to sort of frontline healthcare workers for their role during the pandemic. But they're sort of the unsung heroes in all of this, aren't they, as well? Because they've been the ones with the furlough scheme and all of the sort of pitfalls of that. They've been the ones that have been helping keep the nation paid during this time. And that's also been incredibly important. It's been incredibly important. I mean, it's not just payroll. There are a lot of industries out there Mm -hmm. behind, you know, the frontline workers but yes i think it's um there are a lot of people out there have just kept kept everything going um and i think they're incredible They've been fantastic. It's it's been wonderful to sort of see how industry has gone above and beyond to adapt and to pivot during the uh, the pandemic. And I'm sure that as yeah. the landscape continues to change over the uh, the coming weeks and months, we'll continue to see that very much in abundance. And thinking of yourselves now um, at MSP Secretaries and what you have lined up over the uh, the next twelve months by this time next year, Philip. Just before we wrap up, um, what is it that you in an ideal world would like to have achieved by then? And hopefully by that point of course will have left the COVID situation behind for good. Oh, yes, I hope so, too. Um, I would like to, we have, we've taken the opportunity to do a lot of, uh, to have a look at our strategies and we would like to evolve into um, and have obviously more uh, clients, but um, structure our team um, and and hopefully hire more people. Um, And we and more training for people who want it internally. Um, I'm hope that I can um, offer promotions. So, um, so promoting staff now. So I hope that we'd have um, more senior staff and bring more staff on um, across the board um, for, for parts of our business. Um, and I'd also um, like to see um, how we can get the hybrid version working for not just for us as a business because although that's important it's for all our for the individuals within the business as well um and hopefully we can hopefully we can find the right balance 
seems like an interesting time and it's wonderful that we can even talk about that e-word expansion and taking people on given the sort of 18 or so months that we've had and absolute credit to how well you've managed during this um we are just about out of time on the program today philippa but it's been a pleasure having you with us to sort of get a bird's eye view as to what's been going on within your organization and your industry and who knows i mean all being well at some point in this next year we might even be back on the program at some point talking about how that vision of yours has been implemented to great success Yes, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Be wonderful. Um, thanks again, Philippa, for joining us on the uh, the programme. And to anybody tuning in today who may feel that they have their own story to share of success and of innovation during this period, then by all means, you can also apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Um, for now, I do hope that you all enjoyed the um, interview with Philippa Keith from MSP Secretaries. And until next time, do take care and goodbye. <laughs>